are four things you need to know up front. One, while we are talking to you, we're not talking about you. Your specific situation may not apply to our general podcast analysis. Two, the info we're using came from sources we think are reliable, but their accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed, not even by the companies issuing the data. Three, you cannot rely on the past results of any investment for future performance. The past is never exactly repeated, so past results can never predict future performance with any reliability. Four, there are many kinds of risk in any investment, no matter what may or may not be guaranteed. Look closely and consult your investment, legal, and tax advisors for deeper one-on-one discussion and analysis. Welcome to our discussion on economic sectors. Today, we're talking about a sector of the economy that is both a hard asset and something that we can trade in the stock market as a soft asset. We're talking about real estate today, folks. Why is real estate so unusual? I mean, when we talk about hard assets like gold and copper. Because it's a house uh, or a property. Okay, well, (laughs) let's talk about real real estate is and is not because you brought up two things here. Real estate is not the structure that's on it. It's not the house. It is the ground underneath it. And that's important to know because you can own the ground underneath, but not own the structure. And and isn't that the reason why it is both a hard and soft because of the ground underneath it? Where like if you invest in a big ass company that has a ton of ground underneath, uh, owns a ton of grounds. That's a great idea, Connor. I wish you were correct. (laughs) Your own. (laughs) But no, it's not at all. Versus your own singular retail investor style. Well, let's let's talk about real estate. Well, the first thing to understand about real estate is that, um, and you, uh is that it's unlike gold or other commodities. For example, if I have a gold that's 99% pure bar, one ounce, and I have another gold bar that's 99% pure ounce, doesn't matter where they were found, are they the same thing? Could I trade one for the other and it doesn't matter? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, but if I took a piece of real estate from Florida and said I have the exact same size piece of real estate in California, or even right next door to the piece of real estate in Florida, are they the same thing? Hugely different, right? They can be hugely different. Even right next door can be hugely different. I'll give you an example. Consider the Las Vegas Strip and then Fremont Street. You've been to Las Vegas, right? Do you know the difference between the two, right? Yeah, yeah. All the down market stuff is where? block offer it's on, block it's on off. Fremont Street. Yeah, yeah yeah and the really valuable stuff is so which real estate do you would, would you have wanted to own back when they were first giving out Las Vegas real estate right you want to get on that or like a lot yeah. by the sands yeah yeah you want to be a lot buried in the lot by the <laughs> sands <true>. <laughs> <laughs> but none of it's treasure or I'm gold I'm still thinking Sinatra time Mark <laughs> <laughs> but but the, the the point about real estate in the way that it differs from every other hard asset commodity is that it has a wear. There's a very distinct wear that cannot be changed. And that wear is highly influenced uh, by weather, by how many people go to it, whether it's involved in commerce or industry. Right. So real estate is a very unusual and it's also valued in an unusual way. It's not valued like like we value our companies when we look at it and we go, well, what's the cash flow on it? And take, you know, is it a multiple? That's not how real estate works. Comps. Comps. What is that? That sounds like a, a kind of a dinosaur from Jurassic Park. <laughs> comps. You get the comps. comps. What are comps, Leela? Comp. Comparables. I mean, how do you Americans pronounce that word? Well, comparables, comparables or yes. comparables? Uh, what is- okay. <laughs> well, one way is you could look at similar real estate deals that were done. 
Mm-hmm. All right, that that's one way to do it. Uh, there's there's another way that's probably more prevalent when we're talking about commercial real estate or real estate we want to invest in to make money from. It's called a cap rate. Oh my God, that sounds like some somebody's shooting guns at me at a certain rate. No, <laughs> it stands for capitalization rate. Another long fancy word that just throw it away unless someone throws it at you. Capitalization rate means that we take the the interest rate that we think reflects the riskiness of the real estate. Am I making this just more and more complicated, aren't I? Let's back up the train again. Right? If we're going to buy a piece of real estate, we're going to pay money for it, right? Yeah. Do most people pay cash for their real estate or do they borrow money to buy their real estate? Borrow. They borrow their money. So most real estate isn't owned outright for cash. So part of how we look at the value of real estate is What's our cost to borrow against it? What can we rent it out at? And so we're looking at all of these percentages and these margins and that, and what comes out of that is, is, is a thing called a capitalization rate. And what it is, is it's a, the basic interest rate that a bank would lend to you plus a risk factor. So in today's market, we're at the end of February in 2022. So the interest rates that banks are charging on real estate are down around 1%, 2%, maybe 3% if it's kind of risky. And firms are buying real estate properties at capitalization rates. So they're paying, they're looking at it and saying, well, that real estate's worth anywhere between say four and maybe 10% is their capitalization rate. And what right. does that all mean? The prediction. Well, but it's also a measure of risk. The higher yeah. the capitalization rate, if I use a 10% capitalization rate, my real estate's going to be worth less. So the higher the capitalization rate, the lower the real estate value is going to be. Uh, so there's a very low capitalization rate in the Pacific it's really Palisades. Expensive. It's, it's expensive real estate. And it means that the interest rates to borrow to buy it are very, very cheap. So that when you have an interest rate environment like we have right now and the very best real estate, is at the most expensive it might have ever been. Uh, and maybe it's worth it because the rent you can charge on it, maybe not. Is that well, why people claim real estate's going to crash? Because it's currently a pretty low capitalization rate with expensive-ass houses? Well, people's investment in real estate, depending on what they've paid and when they've paid, may or may not be at risk. So, for example, if you've just bought real estate on the Las Vegas Strip this week you might have paid the very most you would have paid for it. But if you bought it in 1965, you know, it might be a little different. Or even if you bought it a year and a half ago during the pandemic. Yeah. It was a lot cheaper. Right. So it, 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 the important thing is that the way real estate is valued is it's valued on a risk-adjusted interest rate that you then divide into uh, the, the rent you think you can get off of it. Right? <laughs> Right. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, it means so that if I have a building that's going to pay me $100 a year a rent, and I want to know how much is that building worth, I would take my cap rate that the you know banks have now lend you at 2%, so my cap rate's maybe 5%, and so I'm going to divide 5% into $100, and that's going to tell me the value of my real estate, which is going to be 20 times 100, $2,000 in this case. So like <clears throat> my buddy... Just bought a crib. It's going to be a real estate investment crib. Oh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about 
when you invest in the real estate, what happens if I if I buy the actual real estate versus buying stock in a real right. estate? Right, is there company? more value in using my fifty thousand dollars on a down payment, or should I invest in was a CCIV or something or a company that may Vici, the one that owns real estate <laughs> yeah. on the Las Vegas Strip, yeah. plus on a lot of other places, and and currently on our buy list at the right. end of February twenty twenty two. Let's talk about your friend very specifically. If I'm going to own a piece of real estate that I want to manage for investment, I have to first find a tenant who I think is credit worthy. Right? I would say that's after, not even first. You got to find someone to manage this shit. I'm not watching this oh, house. Manage it. What are they managing <laughs> if there isn't a tenant there? You're going to need a tenant. <laughs> I, I, and first yeah. you have to set up rules for who can qualify as a tenant. Cause if you hire a manager and he says, well, just find me tenants, then he, he might find someone who, who pays for a month and then becomes a hobo. So you got to, you, first thing you got to do is figure That'll out. That'll be my one trip to, to my places. Kick hobo. My only time I come out is if someone stays a little too long, they're, they're not staying in my house. So it's not, that's not the issue. No. But, but, but when you're buying real estate for investment, the first thing you're going to consider is who are your tenants going to be? Because if it's a house or it might be an office building or a studio, what am I looking for? Okay. Because I was right? saying, well, who would they? I'm thinking how that's not even a problem. You can be on Airbnb, Verbo. There's, there's pl sites where you have tenants. That's not... That's... Oh, but, oh, well, you're saying you want to buy, I was buy real estate an for actual... short term. But that, that's different. Now you're buying a, a home as a vacation rental. That's what uh, that's what I was asking. Vacation rental versus. Right, let's uh, use it. Let's go in that case. Okay, in that case, you don't even. Well, you'll need a manager. You're gonna be paying. You're gonna be paying the the companies that make the reservations for you. They're gonna charge you a fee. Uh, you're gonna have to pay a manager, and they're not screening for you. You don't know who you're gonna get living in your house at that time. So, you know, you might get people who are sacrificing goats. I don't know. If, <laughs> if they pay the hundred and fifty a night, you can sacrifice goats. You want to deal with the aftermath of the sacrificed goats? It's, it won't be me. It, it will be my not, cleaning crew that comes in and is dealing and, with and the that's sacrificed goats. It's going to be really goat. expensive. And then the place might smell. And now, mm -hmm. now the value of your real estate goes down. You, you see, it's, it's that's a wild, wild variable, though. You know what I mean? Like That's exactly the point. When you go with things like a Verbo or an Airbnb, it is, is a wild, wild card. That's right. If you have somebody who's managing it and you're telling them this is what my tenant looks like, now you're controlling it more. I want tenants who tend to be bankers or lawyers. And, and, and guess drive. what, though? You yeah. are subject to equal housing rules. Well, there's so, another problem, too. You could know. be nailed for discrimination. So, but, but think about all the things that they're involved in managing <laughs> the thing that you own. You're, you've got all those risks. You're going to have to hire a manager. And in my humble experience, most real estate managers aren't worth what you pay them. You have to go and kick their butt. You've got to stay on top of them. Then you also got to make sure, am I paying the right taxes? Am I in the right tax bracket? Have I borrowed properly from the bank? Are things on time? It is really expensive to own and manage your own real estate. If, if We'll go back to Alex Rodriguez. We talked about how A-Rod had started investing in multifamily. He couldn't buy real estate investment trust then. That was the only way he could do it back then. Now, instead of having to buy it a property at a time, you could go and let's say you wanted to be in the 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 housing, the, the Airbnb market. You could buy a real estate investment trust that specializes in owning the real estate and the homes that do that. Now that's a company that's all set up. They've got all the managers set up. They have all the, all the regulatory compliance. They have a track record of to whom they're renting, who the clients are, and they have a track record of regularly profit sharing with and us. That's what I was saying. So you're not, now you're, 
you're getting profit sharing back without having not, to put not, out nearly the same effort. Right. That's the, so think about it, you're in season and you get a call from your property manager. There's a leak. Uh, we have to replace the plumbing right. and the pipes. Poop Do you want to deal with that when you got to face Vladdy Guerrero the next day? I think I have to speak on behalf of everyone. Cause I'm a very, I carefree person. So probably not, but, uh, <laughs> most people don't want to. <laughs> Deal with shit, literally. Your, your, mind, your, <laughs> yeah, mind, literally. your mind is on the thing you need to do the next day. Yeah. Why do you want to deal with this distraction? What you're saying is what most people, I don't want that headache. If I'm investing my money, I want, I want the company to take care of my money and just pay me. I want to make sure that my advisors are watching my money is, to make sure that when something goes wrong, I know about it. Is my $50,000 with my $7 dividend payout worth that when I could clear a mortgage, build the value of open, of of having a home in 30 years because it's going to be a 30-year mortgage and possibly give it uh, this rental, this vacation rental onto my kids and stuff. Where's like, you know, how much of value in that future holding of a home versus the $7 a month Can I'm getting off something? my 50? Okay, so, so one thing that, um you know, my partner and I looked at when we considered this was the cost of owning a home, the taxes that you pay when you're owning that home, um, just it, it, repairs and but so, it, but, it's, it, but as a strictly no, but, 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 a vacation rental, I'm not going to live in it. Talking about something that appreciates over time as an asset. Here, here's the problem with with doing and it. And someone else pays a mortgage and all the right. crap. Right? But Maybe also, I never make money off it for a long time, but, but it bear mind, breaks that's even. On one piece of real estate, where you could take that same fifty thousand dollars and own pieces of hundreds of pieces of real estate. So you're not tied to just how this one piece of real does. estate does. If you accept that climate change is a real thing and our climate is swirling and moving, do you really want to be tied to one piece of real estate that's in a state that, that where their weather conditions are changing? Because that's going to affect the real estate values or what you have to do in order to make the real estate livable, right? Yeah. To me, I'd rather diversify over 30. I don't know what's going to happen in 30 years. If I own a home in Santa Monica, California for 30 years, is it going to go up in value? Probably. It depends. Is there going to be a big Northridge earthquake again? Probably. Is water going to become so expensive that no one wants to live here? Probably. Are the salt taxes going to change? If so many things can happen. But I do know that if I put that money in a company like uh, the Realty Income Company that's been around for 40 years and they have thousands of properties across the United States, ranging from restaurants to industrial to now they're going to own uh, part of a casino in the back bay of Boston. They'll own the ground underneath it. Um, that to me, that's a, that's a pretty good business. I, I don't have to worry about what's happening in one place so much. I don't have to worry about what's happening with one person so much. It allows me to focus on the things that I most want to focus on. Do you most want to focus on the real estate that you own and manage, or do you most want to focus on other things and have other professionals making sure that your real estate is taken care of because it's in a publicly traded company? No, I, I, the second one, I would rather other people deal with it. I think the only benefit is the luxurious aspect of maybe having like a sick vacation rental, but that's only, that's the only value. Okay, we just talked about value. But, okay. Say you want to have your sick vacation rental. Go rent it from the fool who bought one to rent. Yeah, it. Uh, yeah there you go. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Right. Yeah. Right. Find the guy who didn't have life unlocked partners advising him and bought that and thing. And then go thinking, rent. Oh, yeah. that's going to be so great. Right. Right. Well explained. Uh, all right. And so 
when I, one last thing I want to talk about on real estate though, um, and this is a difference between owning the real estate and owning a real estate investment trust that you, it's important to understand. If the real estate is losing money, if I own the real estate, I'll get the advantage of those tax losses on, on my taxes. So if I'm really, really rich and I'm looking for things that are kind of, I don't know why you'd want to lose money, but if you decided you want to, that's a way to do it. But if you own a real estate investment trust and they blow up and they lose money, you don't get that tax benefit. What you get is you'll get the tax benefit of the loss when you sell your stock at a loss, but you won't get the passive. I get what you're saying though. So that, that, that's, that's, that's the one real difference between yes. the two in terms of, of a negative. Other than that, we, we strongly recommend real estate investment trusts over owning the real estate directly. Thanks for listening. Before we go, here's a reminder. You have 30 minutes a month of one-on-one consulting to discuss your specific situation with us. We recommend you take advantage of that.